views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of his sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. Oh, hello there. What's going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. I am your host, uh, Edwin Pagan, who is currently awake at 5 in the morning before the Mexicans and before everyone else in his house. I'm up. I'm doing this podcast. I got to get to work later. Um, and I didn't sleep much last night. I, uh, uh, I took some pre-workout before going to the gym. Pre-workout was still working at 1230, as it should, and uh, your boy couldn't sleep. But I managed to get some Z's in, and now I'm doing the podcast, man. But with that that being said, if you're new to the podcast, uh, um, you know this is a podcast where I take three articles from the internet that I find interesting, fascinating. I break them down. I give you my analysis, and I send you on your way more informed and more aware of the things going on on the interwebs, man. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been watching the podcast, man. Uh, I've seen uh, my previous like uh, episode I had on the, the Blue Leaks um, had a lot of hits, man, and uh, a lot of questions on that. So I'm definitely trying to uh, create more or do more commentary on articles um, that are... Um, that people find more interesting. So um, with that being said, I appreciate everybody who's been listening and, and subscribing to the channel and the feedback I've gotten. That means a lot to me. Um, I wanted to share a video real quick because my uncle's making me share this video. I thought it was fascinating. Check out this this RV right here, bro. This is this is gnarly. This RV decides to jump the bridge and try to land onto a ferry and then it just uh, ex explodes into a tiny little pieces. Like, where did you buy this RV from, bro? Wish.com? Like, it like literally it it goes over the thing and i'm actually surprised how far it got and it just shatters into a million pieces you know what i'm saying like it reminded me of that movie uh Spaceballs. you ever seen Spaceballs where like it's like star wars i don't know but the rv looks like this literally this is what i thought the guy like this is what i pictured that rv looking like when it tried to jump over this bridge man that's this is gnarly this is this is probably what's going to happen when they decide to put autopilot on rvs in the, the first version of it doesn't work very well um but that being said man um i've been having a good week uh it, it is it is it is entirely too hot in florida it is it was like 101 104 degrees man like the other day i just put my lunch out in my car and just let it heat up like that like i don't even need a microwave that's how that's how hot it is in florida but uh i've been busy i've been working uh, i got out to uh got uh got up got out to do some comedy on monday um uh the, the the apparently the coronavirus numbers are going up in florida um i don't know i don't know what we're supposed to do anymore uh, it's like it's like nine thousand cases a day everybody's scared I, I don't know i feel like the end is near and uh might as well go out doing a podcast um but that being said man i'm gonna go ahead and jump into the to the articles of today man as always man the articles we discuss are available uh in the description below and uh if you're listening on itunes or spotify it'll be in the bio so with that being said man hold on let me load up these articles real quick get my life together but oh god this is gonna get political man first article of the day and i never visit this website but first article of the Day. It's coming from the five folks at CNN.com, which is Twitch suspends Trump's campaign account, man. So Twitch, um, the video streaming service um, popular by online gamers. Uh, has suspended uh, Trump's channel um, and issued a temporary suspension uh, for comments uh, for content that violates its policies on hate speech. Um, apparently, a video from 2016 in a rally which he called Mexicans rapist. Um, and then there's another video from the Tulsa rally um, where he had a very tough, tough, harambre voice. Um, uh, 
about women breaking into a, about a young woman breaking into a house um this is uh really interesting because they're not the first ones to do this um as far as social media goes um uh, i think also reddit it was another company this is coming from npr reddit also banned um uh, the donald trump forms or uh, a form or post or group or whatever um that had over 800 uh, trump fans on there man and this is a very interesting time bro because um it, it scares me in a weird way because I'm definitely on, 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 the, on, on the side of like, yeah, there is definitely a hate speech out there. It is an issue um, and dealing with it and tackling it is very important. But I also feel that like uh, what we're doing here is very political. And when we start choosing sides, the Internet becomes very, very interesting. And what I mean by that is neutrality, right? Meaning if we're going to apply these rules to uh, to Trump fans or we're going to apply these rules to Trump accounts, then are we going to apply these rules to Democratic based groups, right? Where if if they're making the same type of comments towards uh, Republican candidates, is that considered hate speech or is it or is it considered comedic? Um, I, I really did find this interesting, to, to be honest with you, because um, especially with Reddit, because there is a lot of forms and post groups within Reddit that are like comedic. Um, there's like there's a, a form that I follow that's called I'm very, very edgy, which is it's not necessarily racist tweets or anything like that, but it's just things that our people are trying to be as edgy as possible. And it's all in, in, in comedic favor. It's all in comedy. But, um, you know, I didn't see that group get banned. But then you have groups like Trump groups being banned and so um, like I said I'm not on the side of uh, on the side of like hey we shouldn't be you know um canceling uh accounts or flagging accounts that are doing hate speech I I'm totally for that don't get me wrong on that but I do feel that there is a certain type of bias that is put towards Trump fans than there is towards Democratic fans you know I feel that like why did they need to suspend the entire group versus why can't they just suspend individual users, right? Meaning if I'm a Trump, you know, if I'm President Trump and I have a channel and within my comment sections, there's people who are racist who are putting things up there. Why do I need to pay the consequences in order to, um, you know, and why do I have to pay the consequences of people making racist comments um, on my channel um, if I have no control over that? That's the audience that is coming, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it could be the type of thing where we can easily troll other accounts, right? I can get a bunch of bots to start, you know, going into a channel and automatically posting racist things to, tr you know, to, to tr trigger something that can get that account violated. And so um, I feel I like I really do feel that they're picking sides here and, and it's not okay but um you know at the end of the day these companies are private companies and they do have the right to kind of say hey this is what we allow on our platform and, and this is what we don't allow on our platform and so um you know uh that's that's kind of their choice but i think we're in a very very sensitive time now uh, um where you know we we we're, we're combating racism and we're combating uh uh there's i, I think in, in a weird way there's more people online now than there ever was more people who have access to these groups and so it's going to bring those people out the woodworks but 
I think at the same time, a lot of these community communities have moderators, have the ability to um, kind of, uh, you know, monitor the, the message boards, kind of, you know, flag certain things that are inappropriate, kick people off, delete messages, etc. And there's also AI technology out there that can do that. And so I think we should be relying on that versus immediately just canceling a channel or disabling a channel. Because when you realize that, like, bro, there's 800,000 people on one Trump fan group. I'm like, you can't sit here and tell me that all 800 of those people people were you know putting out hate speech you know I, I i can't i can't believe that i think that there is bad apples within those groups and that they need to have a way to moderate those people or kick them off but to completely cancel an account or a group and say no nah, you can't have that it's only gonna make people go crazier um or if anything drive them to a different platform and so I, i'm very under the uh, uh very i'm very very like uh, under the idea that the internet needs to be as open as possible you know and that it self-corrects itself it's open source that people can improve it people can kick people off etc and i think that you know when we start choosing sides like this it, we, it puts us in a very very weird way uh, in a very very uh, weird situation and i think that's why t companies like twitter have been so hesitant to you know be like hey we're gonna suspend trump's account because a lot of the stuff that he's posted you know whether he's the leader of the free world or whatever he is still just a normal twitter user who has to follow the same user policies and so a lot of the tweets that i've seen trump post you, you the same exact other people who have less followers have posted things very similar to what he's posted and so to treat his account differently than other users it kind of says that yeah his account is on a higher status than other users accounts and yeah in theory it is right if you look at it at face value it is but I think that they all should have the same user policy that they have to abide by, right? Um, because if that wasn't the case, then Trump should have super user powers on his account. He should be able to get into anybody's account. He should be able to delete other people's accounts. And we don't want that. We don't want, like in my opinion, government intervention on these platforms where they can start controlling what you're allowed to put out and what you're not allowed. We don't want that happening. I think that, like, yeah, hate speech is real. Absolutely. But there's a way to do it and completely canceling people out, especially when you have message boards that are that big, is not the right idea. And it's going to lead us down a path that, yeah, it seems great right now, but wait until we really start getting crazier and we start canceling more accounts and more accounts. Before you know it, there's nobody wants to go on this platform. So um, check out that article, guys. Um, uh, I know I kind of ranted on that one. But yeah, next article of the day uh, or next article is coming from the fine folks at uh, The Guardian. All right, man, The Guardian. And I thought this was a very interesting article to say at least because it's talking about uh, the fall of QB uh, and how did a, a starry 1.75 uh, billion Netflix rival crash so fast, man. Now, I think I had done an article recently uh, or a podcast recently where I talked about QB, which QB. I know you've all seen the apps for it. It's that little, uh, it's that Netflix competitor app where you can watch movies on your phone, right? And you can watch them in portrait mode and you can switch it over to landscape mode and it gets all cool. And it's got all this exclusive content, bro. And what's crazy about this article is that I've been saying this for a while is that QB is not going to succeed. I don't understand why it's so much money has been poured into this platform that, that these companies think that, that this company thinks that people are going to adapt and the reason they think people are going to adapt qb is because they have all this star power i mean they have exclusive content for people like christy tegan and christy tegan's court and these are all 15 minute uh videos um that you can quickly digest on your phone right and um first things first they have a paid service right so they have a paid service for 4.99 you can enjoy the service 
with ads and for $7.99 you can enjoy the service without ads and here here's the catch about this application right it's a exclusive content movie streaming service right but you cannot watch it on your TV you can only watch it on your cell phone that makes no sense and I think what this company has been trying to do because if you read this article it really discusses the financials and how much money they're losing what it looks like they're trying to do is that they spent a bunch of money on stars right celebrities and they thought that they were gonna bring people to the platform using celebrities it's not gonna work it, it doesn't work that model does not work when you start talking about content these days about funny content uh, about content that has celebrities in it people are more on Instagram and people are more on on TikTok than they are on some application that's exclusive that you have to pay for uh, etc and w w the one thing I try to tell people is that like uh, you know um, I think Jay-Z tried to do this with uh, with title you know he had title and he thought that man I, if if uh, you know if I have exclusive artists signed to title people are gonna come to title and leave Spotify and that wasn't the case especially when you know title tried to do this thing where they took um, they took Beyonce's album and they released it exclusively on title and they made it so you can only listen to it on title and Beyonce's album did not do well that first two days of sales and then they immediately released it to all platforms because platform wars is real and it's very hard to get people to switch over to a platform and that celebrity power that that people think that 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 celebrities have where they can draw people to a company it's just it's not realistic man and it, it kind of talks about on on this article how much money these guys were burning and how much money they were giving to artists i mean in one point of the article they said that they gave um six million dollars to reese witherspoon uh in order to do voiceovers you know, you're talking like six million dollars for one show to do voiceovers. That's a lot of money to be giving to one individual versus if what if it was a user submitted content and we started paying the users themselves to deliver content to curate content. Right. I think that we're living in this in this new generation of media where that like I, I i think the real celebrities are the tiktok stars the real celebrities are the 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 the, the kids who are getting 1.1 million views on a on a video 500,000 views on a video they're the ones who are organically funny and um you know can aggregate eyeballs versus um these celebrities that yeah these celebrities are great and they have a great following on twitter but can that you know translate into viewers to an application especially you know can they get people to say hey I am not gonna do videos for any other con uh, any other platforms but this platform so if you want to see my stuff you have to see it on this platform I don't think that's the right route to go and I think that like you know celebrities like Drake they had the ability to go on title and say hey I'm gonna be exclusively on title but they didn't they said yeah we'll have Apple music um, but we'll also be available on other platforms and um, another thing I think about QB is that they need to have more options available than just you know mobile only you know Apple music it not only is it an Apple based companies but it's available on desktop laptop all your devices and they have exclusive content through DJs on Apple music but there's more selling points on there than just hey we have one celebrity and this is gonna be uh, you know a, this is gonna be a failure of a company and like I'm not trying to be a jerk about it but it's just this company is gonna fail and it's gonna fail because they they thought that star powers 
dollars everything and the only people who are making money off of this are the celebrities who they're paying a boat ton of, of money to um, because at the end of the day it is very very hard to get people to switch over to your exclusive platform um, for simply content consumption for literally just for videos and have them pay for it because you know things like Amazon's uh, Prime Video it's still a service that's associated with Amazon products right um, Netflix you know is probably the, the one that you could say hey is the is the first one that was there and it's gonna be hard to move people away from Netflix onto a mobile only platform so I think that yeah can QB succeed yeah but I mean they're gonna have to come up with a different model and stop burning cash so much because I think they they feel that like if the more money they spend on celebrities the the better it's gonna be and it's just not you can't you can't buy your viewers like that you know what I'm saying so uh, check out that article man it's at theguardian.com it really details all that um, but uh, that being said, man, last article of the day, guys, and get you out of here is coming from the fine folks at BoardBanda.com, which is a guy who reverse engineered uh, TikTok, uh, reveals the scary things he learned, um, and advises people to stay away from TikTok, man. Now, listen, all right? I know I have done like three different videos about TikTok, about is it spying on you? Is it, you know, is it a Chinese front? All right. And my opinion is constantly changing on TikTok, man. So um, with that being said, I, I am open. I'm open to changing my mind. All right. So with that being said, man, I um, this guy reversed engineered TikTok. And, and what reverse engineering means is that he took the code of the TikTok application and he figured out exactly what it did. He reverse engineered it. So he he kind of figured out the ins and outs of how TikTok works, right? And he so basically he kind of gave his opinion on uh, what TikTok is. And one of the things he said is that TikTok is a data collections service that is thinly veiled as a social network. All right. And if there's an API to get information, uh, your contacts or on your device, they were they're trying to use it, man. And and basically what he's saying is that like the way he's looking at TikTok as an application is they're 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 baiting you in by saying, hey, check out these funny videos while in the background they're accessing as much information as possible and what he means by that is with APIs now APIs is basically um, the, the the certain aspects of your phone that, that these applications can interface with right and those type of things that they're interfacing with are you know the, the TikTok application knows what type of phones hardware you have um, your dimensions, memory usage, etc. They're uh, they're constantly seeing um, what applications you had, what you've deleted, um, everything network related, where you've been, MAC address, your Wi-Fi, where you've been there, um, and it says it has type these type of features where it doesn't matter if your phone's rooted or not, it can access a lot of other information about your phone. It has the ability to access GPS. Um, it it kind of talks about how it's you know collecting information. Uh, it's constantly collecting information. Um, they're logging it. Um, they have the ability to remotely push code to your phone, um, etc. And then there's a lot of just interesting things that he kind of uh, goes over um, on this app that kind of just says there's a you know um, there's just a lot of data collection going on from TikTok. And, and and one of the things he says is that like he did an analysis of the Facebook app, Instagram app, etc. And they're not collecting nearly as much information as the TikTok application is collecting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he also talks about the fact that they can access the video on your phone the cameras on your phone etc and that and that draws uh, for some concern because when you have kids who are a huge demographic that are using this application right there's cause for you know security concerns in that respect right um, and so uh, another couple of things that he said is um, you know 
is that they definitely like all the data that they're collecting is they're encrypting it and setting it sending it back to their network etc um and then one thing um um um, he kind of followed up with and, and kind of ended was he's like I'm a nerd who figured out how apps work for job calling it uh, calling an advertising calling it an advertising platform is an understatement TikTok is essentially is a malware that is targeting children don't use TikTok and don't let your friends and family use it man that's a lot that's a lot going on there and I think that um, I think that there's a, there's a lot to say about this right I think that first of all all these applications such as Google such as Instagram and such as um you know um uh, what is another one i mean instagram snapchat all of them yes they're free services you, that's the first thing we got to understand those are free services and, and and the reason that they're free is because of data that they're collecting and the data that they're collecting they sell to advertisers um in order to uh basically give you the right goods right M present to you the right ads and so that's typically how the business model of freeware goes or, or free services where it's like yeah we give you a free service in exchange you give us your data you tell us where you've been etc and with tiktok wh what we're seeing here is that tiktok is taking advantage of the fact that it's so popular to say hey how much data can we get on people? You know, how much how much information can we get? We want to get as much information as possible. And so they're accessing every route of information access on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's something that you wouldn't normally see with other applications. But TikTok is taking full advantage of it because at the end of the day, they're in the business of being a profitable company. But what this guy is saying with the fact that he reverse engineered the application, he's saying like the stuff that they're accessing and how often they're accessing it is causing them uh, it causes for some concern uh, especially when you're talking about children and you know I couldn't I couldn't agree more with it and it's one of those things where it's like it's like what are we supposed to do and this isn't the first person to say that TikTok is doing the most um, but when you reverse engineer the code and you see that the, the severity of how much they're accessing um, it, it, it kind of draws for some concern but in that same respect I kind of go back to this point of okay so we, we if we tell people hey this is what TikTok is doing um, this is the information that they're accessing on your device you shouldn't use the application I think most people are gonna say no I love TikTok right and in that same respect you look at the fact that they can access your GPS information they can access your camera all that stuff well what if the government intervened and banned TikTok well yeah they can do that but then they're gonna have to ban Instagram and they're gonna have to ban companies like Facebook from from basically accessing that information because the same type of access that TikTok has, Facebook and Instagram has on your device as well. And so I think that it's like it's one of those things where it's like they have the power to do it, Instagram and Facebook, but they don't abuse it to the level of how TikTok is abusing it. And so I think it's going to be uh, the ball is going to be in companies like Apple and Google uh, Play Store to kind of say, hey, we need to regulate how often these companies can access these features on your phone can it be just a couple hours a day can it be you know you know there has to be some type of regulation on this because i think um if if you if you leave it be and you don't have any intervention or regulation 
these companies are going to go overboard. They're going to collect as much information as possible. And the smarter our phones get, the more sensors that they have, that's more data that these companies can collect, not just on adults, but on children. And, you know, there's a certain aspect of it that's just I'm not comfortable with, you know, the privacy aspect of it. Um, and so it, it's one of those things where it's like we're going to see where this goes. I think that, like, um, at the end of the day, it's going to be very, very hard to get people to get off of TikTok, you know, despite the rumors, despite that it's a Chinese company etc most people are going to say hey they're in china i'm in the u.s don't care you know what i'm saying um you know snowden a perfect example is this edward snowden when he released all that information about facebook and the data they're collecting and all that stuff what actually has changed not much most people are still using facebook still using google they're still using these applications it doesn't bug them and with tiktok it's it's such an innocent application in most people's eyes that, you know, they're going to say, hey, I, I I don't believe what you're saying or I'm still going to use the application or I don't care if people, you know, violate my privacy. And so I think that we're, we're living in an interesting time. Um, I, I also believe that there, there there is a certain aspect of this. Um, I believe there's a certain aspect of this where it's, um you know, it's. It, it's people trying to bring down TikTok. I mean, it's. I, I think we saw this with Zoom.com as well, where like the Zoom conferencing app, everybody's saying it's it's super insecure and you shouldn't use it, etc. But I also felt like a huge part of that was companies trying to basically get people off of Zoom and, and use you know to get them to use something else like you know Microsoft Teams uh, or Skype or whatever. And kind of Zoom was the big player, and people were like, how can we, how can we, you know, throw rocks at them to make them look bad? And so it, it's one of those things where. I also wonder if that's what's going on with TikTok. Is it really as bad as these people are making it out to be? Um, but when you have a guy who reverse engineers and says, hey, yeah, it's collecting a lot of information, then it makes you wonder. It's like, all right, well, do I care if they collect that information as long as they're giving me the goods? Um, that's up to people to decide. I, I think that like at the end of the day, um, everybody's tracking you. And it's just, it's inedible. In inedible as far as like, um, uh, unavoidable in the sense of like you're going to be tracked it's, it's regardless of the situation you're going to be tracked um but there has to be regulation you know what i'm saying and i think that's what we need to see with that man so with that being said guys we are out of here man that that was uh that was uh from again from boardpanda.com uh, and those were the articles for today's podcast guys listen uh if um our links for the articles and all that good stuff is listed below as always man i want to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast i greatly appreciate it um make sure to subscribe make sure to like to the channel etc guys and until next time my name is edwin pagan i appreciate you listening to the word on the road podcast take care everyone stay safe stay dry wear your mask wash your hands take care peace guys what are you doing watching my dad's channel <laughs> watching your dad's youtube channel